Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. I am a channel of the light and work with spirit guides, angels, the higher self, and passed over loved ones to provide you with support, clarity, and encouragement. Using oracle cards, mediumship, and clairvoyance, my readings will leave you feeling comforted and empowered. I have various reading options available, ranging from 30-minute readings to 60-minute readings to group sessions. I also work with professionals to help them gain clarity in business and life purpose. To book a reading with me, simply head to laurengraceinspirations.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Lauren Grace here, and welcome to The Afterlight. And I'm joined today by Joe Galloway. She is a certified hypnotherapist and past life regressionist. She's been a student of the tarot for over 35 years and is the creator of the blog Pillars of Divinity, where she expresses her passion for mysticism and spirituality. Joe is on a mission to create the esoteric for every day. She's also the author of 21 Doors, a tarot story, a tarot book unlike any other that you have read or have studied before. And Joe is joining me today to talk to me all about her new book. We're going to be exploring tarot, why tarot over our oracle. I want to talk about the major, the major mar- arcana versus the minor arcana. I'm slurring my words here, Joe. I'm not excited to talk about the subject of tarot. We're going to talk about whether or not, you know, tarot is actually a way that you can structure your life. Um, I'm apparently in a temperance year. So Joe, I'm going to be asking you all about these, you know, thought-provoking questions. Thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for having me. So before we get into talking about your book, which is so great, and I really loved how it's different. It's so unlike any other tarot book that I've read before. I always like to find out a bit about how my guest's spiritual journey began. So have you uh, have you always been spiritual? Is it just the last 35 years? Or did you sort of get on the spiritual path from uh, from an early age? Um, I, I think I've been on the spirit path for a long time because I can still remember back when I was only a little child, uh, eager to you know, read the Sunday paper to get my star signs. I love to you know get you know read all about myself. Um, I'm a Leo, a fire sign, and I just so I think it started way back then. You know, just as a child, just um, wanting to know the star signs and know about myself. I, I first had my first tarot reading when I was only 15 years old. And my mother still has the, um, the the letter where the lady wrote it all out for us. Oh, and, wow. and what she said was, um, I was only reading it the other day, and it was very spot on. And um, that was the start of it. My mother had an interest in um, the esoteric, so I think I just got it from my mother. How do you define esoteric? I sometimes get a bit confused about spirituality, esoteric, you know. Um... Yeah, I think, yes, sorry, Lauren. I yeah, think go esoteric, ahead. Um, I just think it's something that you can't, it's very much like mysticism and it's something that's um, 
that people that are very skeptical of because they can't see, hear, taste, or touch it. You it's know, it's magic. That, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's very similar to magic. It's something that um, that's real, but it's a belief. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's funny when you're on the spiritual path or the esoteric path, or I guess both are sort of connected to each other, you know, it feels like we have this window that's, you know, open for all of these other opportunities in life that, you know, I I don't want to say the average person, but for lack of a better word, the average person isn't aware of. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I think nowadays more and more people are getting more um, new aged. I think they're getting more open to it. I think uh, it's I think like seventy or eighty percent of people believe in angels, um, and which is a, a huge growth. Yeah. Um, I think the um, popularity of spiritualism is coming, um, um, you know, more in everyday households. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you're pretty lucky considering, I don't want to age you or anything, but, you know, in your bio, I did talk about you being, you know, involved in tarot for over 35 years. But the fact that your mother was so switched on at the time, you know, she kind of gave you a really big opportunity there, didn't she? Yes, yes. She, um, she, you know, she's a believer. She, um, is not one that needs to have it, um, in black and white in front of her. She needs, she's, she's a believer. So, um, yeah, so I think as that young age, taking me to have my cards read at that young age, it sort of um, put me on that path. Um, yeah. My both two sisters are very similar. Um, so, um, it, yeah, it stems back to our childhood. So let's get into, I mean, the things that you're a past life regressionist, you're a hypnotherapist, there's so many different tangents that we could go on with you, but we are going to be narrowing down the focus today to tarot because, you know, number one, I want to talk about your book. I also want to talk about, you know, all these different facets of tarot, because it wasn't until I kind of, you know, looking at your book, I understood, you know, the story that you're telling, you know, just about how tarot really can show up in our everyday life in subtle and not so subtle ways. And I just think that's just so exciting. Before we get into that, what was your first tarot deck? Mine was the Rider White. Was it yours? No, the right, funny thing, the Rider Waite is probably the most popular, but it was only I just probably, said white, didn't I? Wait, yes. <laughs> it's only probably a, um, oh, less than, say, three years ago that I, I bought a, a deck of Rider Waite. Wow. It was not, never my go-to deck. Um, uh, the Mythic Tarot was my first deck, um, and I've got the little book and the um, cards with it, and that, that was my first deck, and I used that deck for a lot of years. Um and then, yeah, I sort of only switched over not long. Like I just, I don't know, everyone talked about the Rider Waite and now I have the Rider Waite. It's it's definitely the deck for a beginner, the deck. Um, the symbolism, the everything in that deck just makes it so easy for people to learn tarot. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, I mean, one of the cool things in your book, and we will talk about a little bit, is, you know, how you really paint a picture about what each card is showing you, and then you really give a lot of keywords uh, to really help people remember, you know, the tarot and really connect those different cards. Uh, why is it that you chose or had sort of a connection to the tarot versus oracle? Is it the structure? Is mm. it the – was that – that was the big yeah. part about it for you? I think – um the tarot, the tarot is a story in motion. It is a story in itself. Yeah. You know, the number cards alone tell a story. Um, so the the tarot is a story. So it's easy to um, to build a story around around each card and around each suit. Um, so that's opposed to an oracle is more of a one 
a one card um, and it's not as structured and detailed and um, precise as it can be a little bit more lighter and um, yes yeah yeah, um, I have talked about it on the show, so I'm not sure if you've heard me rant about this before, but, you know, I got my first deck, as I said, when I was 13. Uh, and, you know, one of the things about it was that it was scary for me because I was reading my own tarot. And, you know, when you get certain cards, you know, uh, you're like, oh, my, you know, the end of the world is really starting to happen. And I think that I developed a real feel, fear around tarot. And then you know, over the years, as I've kind of, you know, experimented a little bit with different tarot decks and starting to look at it, you know, I understood that, wait a minute, I can read tarot to a degree, but it's about not reading it for myself necessarily. It's about reading it for other people. Do you read your own tarot or do you primarily focus on reading for other people? No, I definitely read my own tarot. If I have any, this is probably what got me into tarot because if any time I have a, you know, a big life question, I, yeah. I'm a regular meditator and I generally always pull a card after my meditations. I already always ask divine guidance, you know, for a quick, whatever I'm asking about, whether I should do this, go here, do that, you know. So I always rely on what the tarot um, reveals to me and, and Oracle as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely read for myself. Yeah. Do you have a, a particular way that you do that? One of the strategies that I heard before is, you know, if you're reading for yourself, let's say you have a difficult time with being objective to almost talk about it as though you were reading for somebody else. And that's how I sometimes do my own reading. I'll like talk about it as though I'm reading for a client. Uh, some people write down the reading and they don't reference it until a couple of days later when they're not as emotionally invested. Are you able to be objective when you look at your, at your reading? Do you have a particular way that, yeah. So you can, can you just do that? Just become the observer or do you have a certain strategy? Yes, definitely. The observer is the right word for it. Um, yeah. I would I generally just do a three card reading and I would just pull the cards and then I tell the story. I I think of the question that I ask the first thing. I always try and have a clear objective mind so I'm not thinking about the outcome uh, when I pull the cards. So I lay my cards in three and then I'll tell an objective story. The first card is virtually related to the question that I just asked. So if I've just asked the question, well, my first card is virtually the question and what that was relating to. And then I look at my card, my second card, and that is well, what led me to up to asking this question. So then I'm writing it into it in that objective way. So I'm writing it, well, this is where I am and this is what I want to know and this is where what's led me to ask this. And this is probably the little bit of advice that I need to have to move forward. It's, it's brought me to where I am. And then my third card is generally where it's going to head. So if I take the advice of you know what's led me to this, it's going to lead me to this. And so I, I do it in an objective oh, sort of way. Yeah, so I'm reading like it for myself, but as if I'm reading it for somebody else. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed as I talk to spir um, spiritual experts, but, you know, tarot readers in particular, and I noticed this on a couple of episodes with Elsie Lake and with Martina Bellette, that, you know, um, tarot really does give you that nitty gritty sometimes that you want that I don't find I can get all the time from Oracle. And I think that I didn't really realize that about Oracle cards until I started learning more about the tarot where I could see that there were these things that were coming up in tarot readings that just aren't showing up in, in your, in an Oracle card, you know, especially depending on the kind of deck that you're using. So I guess my question to you is just a lot about you know, do you find that when you're reading the tarot that you are able to, you know, direct your life in a way that's a little bit more, I don't know, where you want to go, let's say. So, you know, you're talking about reading this, 
reading your three card reading. So if you took the advice from the second card and you didn't like where it was heading, then you could go, oh, wait a minute. I don't like that outcome. I'm going to what not take this advice or I'm going to make some kind of a change here. No, no I have complete faith that the cards that I have pulled is the answer to my question. So I've learned over the years because I have been one of those ones that think, no, I don't like that answer. I'll I'll draw another one. I'll draw. Another I will one, right. sometimes I'll ask a clarifying, clarifying like I'm really not sure advice, and I will I may pull a clarifier and just say what um and tell me a little bit more about what I need to know here. So that will give me a, a different direction. And yeah, sometimes I'll think about that reading throughout the day, and what I thought about it in the morning may fluctuate throughout the day when I think. Oh, now I understand what that card was saying to me. Yeah. You know, um, the answer's there. The answer is in that card. You can't pull another one because you'll generally pull the same card. So you just have to think. Just sit for a while and let it, and just let it. That's what I've been told. That is the outcome. That's how it's going to be. And so just let me see. Well, um, and let your mind just, you know, just seep on it for a little while. You know, mm -hmm. and then you'll find. Oh, now I know what it did mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. And one of the things that I really love about your book, you know, at the end of it, you're really talking a lot about how, you know, basically you have to find, you know, your own way that cards hold specific meanings for you, you know? So, you know, for example, if I'm reading an Oracle, if I read an Oracle card, cause that's what I primarily would read. Sometimes I'll look at it and I'll just get the message right away. It's super clear to me. And I don't have to necessarily explore everything that the card is telling me. It could just be simply saying, you know, for example, this card I have in front of me, and I know that if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but it's basically a, a card of, you know, a horse and it's flying and the word on it is flying. So when I look at that, I automatically go objective point of view, you know, that's just a no brainer for me. I know exactly what that is. So do you find that you've got certain cards that you just know that they mean specific things for you? Or do you find that you're still exploring the meaning depending on the situation that you're in? And that, you know, after you're contemplating it over the day that it could take a different meeting. Like, do you find it's evolving for you, your relationship with the tarot? Yeah, I think tarot always is evolving. It's never the same. What I thought a card meant two years ago means something totally different to me now. And it may yeah. mean something totally different to a question that I've asked. Um, what I say to one question, the card might relate, mean something totally different. You know, it's not set in stone, as to say. Even though tarot is structured, like they say, it is a structured system. The card meanings do fluctuate with your own intuition. That your own guidance is um, is paramount with reading the tarot. So what your gut is telling you, and what your first impression of that card is, is the right answer. It's not what the book said. It's not what my book said. It's not what you've read or studied or you think that card means. It's that first impression that you think that card is telling you is um, is the true answer. And that's why. Um, people struggle to try and memorize all the meanings because the meanings mean something for one person, something else for somebody else. So yeah. coming up with your own tarot book is, you know, I can give you, tell you what I think the card means, Yeah. Uh, but it's what it means to you. Yeah. 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 And let's talk about your book in just a second, because there's a lot of things that I want to go into about it. It's such an interesting style um, that you wrote the book in. Uh, I especially love how, you know, the keywords are all italicized. Yeah. So I just think that's fantastic. I do want to ask you though, whether or not you read reversals, you know, in your particular, cause I don't think, yeah. No, never have. 
I've never have, and I don't think I ever need to. I mean, I totally believe and, and I understand why people would um, explore a lot more with reversals, but I always find just the tarot alone tells me enough um, upright without having the car being reversed. And I think trying to teach people tarot, which is mainly what I aim at, adding reversals just makes readings clunky. It just confuses people when they see a reverse. Sometimes I see a reversal and sometimes I tell people to go back to the card before it. You know, maybe that would help, you know. But um, it's it, in the tarot, a reverse card is not the opposite, you know, of what that card means. So it just makes it a bit more difficult to learn the tarot. And I don't think there's any need for reversals, but that's my opinion. Yeah. And I think if people read reversals, that's great. Um, yeah. But I just don't think that I've never had a need to. I think the cards themselves, if there's a um, – a reverse position that I need to know, the tarot will tell me, you know? Yeah. Right. They'll show you maybe a card that has that specific meaning. They don't need to give you the card in a reversal format for you to, to understand. I know. Cause when I used to read the Rider Waite deck and then I would like get some of these cards in reversal, I just thought it was the end of the world instead of looking at it as though it was a, an empowering message where I was in the driver's seat of being able to have, you know, I've got my free will and I can really change the trajectory and, and the direction that I'm heading in. And I really love what you're talking about because, you know, the fact that you don't read reversals, you know, other tarot readers there, they do all the time. It's a no brainer for them. But what I love about what you're, you've kind of been mentioning here is a lot about finding your own journey within the cards and making them work for you. And if you're reading your cards for you, well, they only need to work for you. And if you're reading your cards for other people, then you understand what they mean for you. You're still going to deliver the exact same reading as, as somebody else who's reading them in a particular, like a different way. That's right. That we can all, we all can come at the same answer from different directions. Um, it's just like how people work out a maths with quotation. You know, some people um, break it down. Some people can do it in different blocks and it's, it's, it's your own way is the only way. And I think that's the main thing I would tell people if they study tarot, Put, throw away your books. Just write your own. Um, what you, you see a card, and that's what's great about the right away is the symbolism and and the, you know, the graphics. I mean, you just yeah, you get an overall feel what that card's trying to say to you, and and yeah. also knowing that little bit of basic about the the numerological system of the cards. Yeah, and knowing the elements of the, each suit. When you've got that, just you know the element, you know the the sequence of the numbers where they mean in you no know, more to ten. Um, you, you've already got half the story written. So then yeah. you can just fill in the blanks of what you think the card means. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, everybody, you know, like our listener at home might have a, a pretty good understanding of tarot. They may also still be learning. So let's just kind of maybe summarize quite quickly a little bit about the structure of tarot. You did sort of mention it there a little bit where you were talking about how the cards are made up of, of numbers as well as elements um, as well as, you know, different, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for here? So there's like the, the well, you go ahead and you explain it. It's I'm, a sequence. It's a sequence. Yes. And it's, um, every card, the, every stage of our life is depicted in every card. So every everything that we experience in our life, there is a card for that, you know. So it's um, when you connect a, uh, um, something that's happening in your life with that meaning on the, in each card, you're always going to remember it. So just having the basic understanding of the elements to start with the ones is your action. They, they're your, your doing cards, I would say. They're the ones that you're out there doing, you're doing it. Then you've got your pentacles, which is your finances and your career. 
so the cards of your pentacles are going to tell you something about you know your finances or your your um your job and what you do um well then you know your swords or your mental so you you've got your what you're doing what you're making and then what you have like all your materialistics in your environment mm -hmm. then you've got your mental so that's what you're thinking about so that's what you your thoughts are and then you've got your cups which is your heart center so what you're feeling so you've got your three your, your four emotions are all in there what you're doing what you have what you're thinking and what you have what you feel so they're already when you've got an idea of that when you throw a whole lot of hearts where you know that this is and instantly this is something related from your heart center this is something um, emotional yes you know, if you throw a lot of um swords well you know it's something in your mind it's something that you're challenged within within yourself um and you know pentacles the same it's something to do with your finances and your career and so you're getting an idea of your read already you know so where it's coming from and then you've got your number sequence when you add when you know you just the beginning of a story end of your story in your middle of your story so you've got your zero to your ten so instantly you always know your zero is the beginning of the story so all your all your aces are going to be the beginning of the story and then when you you come to the ten you know the ten is going to be the completion of the story it's and generally it's not so much the complete ending because it's a one and a zero yes. as we know so it's 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 just a transformation into a new cycle yeah and then when you've got your five in the middle and your five is normally the shakedown it's normally the chaos the conflict so the one you this ace you've started two you're thinking about it three it's put into action four is going smoothly five all of a sudden it's this big shakedown and you need to make some change Seven, you're contemplating where you need to go again. Eight, things are moving smoothly and going along again. And nines are, um, you're you're so close, you're almost there. It's a, um, you can look back and see where you are. And the tens, the final outcome of that that question that you've asked. So mm -hmm. already you've got an idea of if, where you are in the reading. Yeah, with mm -hmm. just that sequence. Yeah, I love that a lot. And it's interesting because when you understand some of those basic things that you just explained, you start to see all of these things showing up in your life, you know? So yesterday I was driving and um, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'd really like to see, you know, a couple of eights for, you know, just abundance. Just let me know I'm on the right track. Right. And I'm driving on the highway and not even 30 seconds later, I notice I'm behind a car and their license plate is eight, eight. And then we're driving and there's uh, the speed on one side of the highway and speed on the other one. And it's 80. So it went eight, 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 like right away. And I just thought too cool. And so do you notice that there's all of these sort of things that pop up, these markers, these signposts that kind of show up all through your life that that are almost made clear to you because you understand through the tarot how, you know, the the relevance Yes, yes. I think um, I think the numerology and the angel numbers. Um, yeah. the, you know, we're all being guided. We're all being directed. We're all divinely guided. And the only way they can show us is through symbols and numbers and and cards. And this is they don't can't talk to us. You know, so yeah. spirit guidance has to come to us in different ways. And just being aware of it all and understanding what that means. Um, yeah, it's just like having. Um, you know, you've got that person beside you constantly guiding you where you need to go. So I feel like, you know, anything's possible because I've got help. You know, I've yeah. got help. Yeah, you know, I don't ever feel alone. I always feel like I've got my guides beside me that will show me in ways that where I need to be next. And yeah. yeah, I suppose it's just a matter of having that complete faith. And also, you know, when you learn, you know, 
uh, from books like yourself, um, you know, or when you learn, you know, the, the tarot, for example, when you have these kind of fundamentals, it's as though you're learning a new language, then they can start to communicate with you in a whole other way than just in English, you know, through these signs and symbols. So let's talk a little bit now about you know, the minor and the major arcana. So actually, before we kind of get into this discussion, let's talk a bit about how, you know, the book is structured. So it's called 21 Doors, A Tarot Story, where real life flows through the wisdom of the tarot. So for our listener at home who's not read your book, can you talk a little bit about how you structured this book and how it's sort of different from other tarot books that they may have read before? Well, it all came about when I became a hypnotherapist and I understood that our mind, which is our subconscious mind, absorbs information and our subconscious mind is our memory bank. So when you're trying to memorize card meanings, you know, you're learning through your conscious mind and that information is not sticking within your conscious, into your subconscious mind because it's you're reading it in your analytical mind. You need to get that information into your subconscious mind somehow. And the way to do that is to putting connecting an event you know to the meaning because it's not like that we remember the event say you got bitten by a dog say when you're three you mightn't remember that you got bitten by a dog but you will remember the meaning that you attach to it and if you put a meaning so that all dogs bite and you're totally afraid of dogs and 20 years later you can still have a fear of dogs you mightn't remember being bitten by a dog but you remembered that meaning that all dogs bite Right. So connecting a meaning to an event gives our subconscious mind something to connect it with. So then I got me thinking about why everybody, including myself, could struggle with a card and you look it up in a book and then no sooner have you read it in the book, then <laughs> you pull the card in the next reading and you think, I don't remember that. You, know, yes. like, you just read about that card yesterday, but <laughs> I don't remember it. So, But yeah. if you connected a meaning a, event to it, you will remember it. So um, so then I thought, well, that's what I would do myself. I would pull a card a day and then I think, well, how does that card relate into my everyday story? You know, just every day. Just what am I doing today, you know? Mm. And um, it made me remember the card meaning so much more, um, you know, easier. So yeah. that's when I started writing the book in the structure of making an event around the meaning of each tarot card. Yeah, and so what you've actually done is you've, you've followed the life of a family You've, you've kind of created this story where, you know, basically follow this family through their trials and tribulations, through their successes and their, um, their not failure, oh, I guess, failures, their challenges their And you've done it in a way that it, well, it's really relatable for the person reading the book where, you know, I think you can see yourself in a lot of these stories, but you've also done it in a way where you've kind of, you've kind of made it very clear that, you know, everyday lives are reflected in the tarot as you said and when we were talking at the beginning you know of our set of our hour here you're talking a bit about how no matter what you're going through there's a there's a tarot card for it hmm. yes and that's why when you start connecting um see all events don't have any inherent, inherent meaning event doesn't have a meaning it's only the meaning that you give to it so when some people put a meaning on um, I make this um, example in my book that it's raining and, you know, if it's your wedding day and you look outside and it is raining, which is the event, you have this feeling of uh, devastation and sadness and anger and, oh, my God, the rain, you put in a meaning on the event. 
But if you're a farmer and you're in a 10-year drought and you look outside and it's raining, the rain, which is the event, means joy, oh, my God, happiness, elation. You know, it means such, yes. so, it's the same event, but you put a different meaning on it. So this is why um, it's so important to put your meaning onto each each event and each card. So trying to read somebody else's meaning about what they think this card means is never going to stick within your subconscious mind because it has no meaning to you. Mm. But when you put your own meaning on it, and, and there's no right or wrong, so it can't be say, well, that's not right, but it, it's right for you. So when you see that card in a reading, it's right for you, and that's the you know it's easy to read than trying yeah. to remember someone else's what someone else has told you that card means yeah no that's exactly right and you know like when I'm reading uh, going through this book you know I was like writing down you know different notes and highlighting things and stuff like that there's so many different terms to try to remember there's so many different things but you know when you read the story and you understand that okay you know they've started a business you know they they had success and the challenges within the business they sell the business, you know, there's challenges within the family, you know, the kids are growing up, um, you know, they're learning, going back to the past about breaking up and relationships and things like that. You know, you kind of, you do start to see it in and you go, oh, okay, so if I can kind of remember a little bit about, you know, how, uh, I don't know, like, you know, these cards can show up in these different situations, then you can kind of start to create your own meaning. So do you, you know, when you, when you get people to read this book, do you get them to read the book to kind of start to see that there's a story that's being told here and they can look at it in a different way? Is that kind of a big part of the motivation is to say, you know, Hey, like, look at this family with a, with a business. And then these are the different phases that they're going through. Or how do you kind of want now, people to read this book? I think the book is just to outline to people that with how each card represents an event in your everyday life so they can think of like you said yourself there's a you can see a card and then you can think oh yeah I remember that happened in my life you right. know and then and then that will make you remember the card you will remember that card because you're connecting that time in your life and the terrace a terror story is just telling it's telling a story but it's trying to single out events that happen in everybody's life right you know um at some stage, at some stage, you will relate to everything that Karen and Tom went through. Um, you know, falling in love, how they met, or or when they started their business, or, or separation you know, from each other. Separation, for a while. You know, how, how each was going through that, and how they were all handling it. And, um, yeah. and if you if you can put yourself into those positions, and even not exactly as Tom and Karen's, but similar, you will remember that um, similarity when you see that card next. Mm -hmm. Because it'll remind you of that event that happened in your life. You're that's right. right. That's what I did that. This is what I did. This is all the emotions that I came up for me. This is how I handled it. This is, you know, the outcome of it all. And this is so when you see that card, you've already got a story all around that card yeah. that happened yeah. in your life. And generally, with your intuition, you your intuition will pull out what what you need to say about that card. Yeah. You know? So I guess a big part about you know the motivation here for the book as well is it's helping you to build your relationship with your tarot, to use your tarot as a tool to assist you to create a powerful life. I mean, that's the thing. This yeah. book is and written for people who are working with the tarot or want to work with the tarot in order to enhance their life. Right. It, yes. Yeah. And form a deeper connection with each card. 
yeah so form a connection with each card on a personal level so it, it relates it's, it's something it's in your subconscious mind so you'll never forget it you'll never yeah. forget it. it's a memory that you've clicked something into your subconscious mind and you won't forget it so yeah. there's no trying to throw read a card and get to a card and go oh, i don't know what that card means because it's it, you've got a memory bank that tells you you know that you remember when this happened and this happened and that happened in your life yeah and, and then your intuition will pull out what wow. it needs to say and then you'll you can flow and so it just makes your yeah. reading the cards so much more fluid because if you have to stop your reading as you probably know if you're reading your intuition's flying you're you're floating along and you think oh, and then you throw a card and then you go I've got to go and look up the book. Now, instantly, you've jumped out of your intuitive mind. Yeah. You've jumped out of your subconscious. You've got to jump now into your analytical mind to go and read something in a book. So the reading then becomes all clunky and chunky, and you it stops the flow. Yeah. Um, because you've, you you know we read the cards from our intuition. So this is where our subconscious mind is too. So you keep that flow happening. Mm-hmm. So you don't ever have to stop and you know move out and go and read it up in a book mm-hmm. so getting that deeper connection is paramount and it's yeah. your own deeper connection yeah yeah and I like how you know in your book you're showing people you know these are this is an easy way of understanding how the tarot is showing up in the lives of Tom and Karen and then because you can see it showing up in their life then like you said you're going to start to it's almost like you're in your own tarot story basically mm. yeah and you can write your own tarot book that's what I say after it Grab a journal and write your own tarot story. So when you've yeah. read Tom and Karen's, say, Torrin's car- what happened to Tom and Karen, say, in you know, one of the cards, you, you can go back and go, well, you know, that sort of happened in my life, but this way. And then let yes. your intuition read, write your own story. Yeah. And yeah. you wrote your own tarot story and then you'll never forget the card meanings. I really like how in your book, you know, basically what you do is you start with the minor arcana and then you move into the major arcana. You go through all these different stages in Tom and Karen's life. And I like how for every card you have italicized, you know, some of the key meanings of that particular card. And then you break down, you know, you have a bit of a summary, a chart at the end where you are talking about, you know, some of the keywords that that card means um, and then additional meanings that it could have. And then you also talk about, how the card is actually like the visual representation of the card. And I thought that was really great because, you know, when you talk about, let's say having a wand in the ground and like, you know, being really clear on where you want to go or like putting, you know, holding your position firmly and looking ahead to see what's coming up, you know, it really started to get me to explore looking at the card and all of the different elements and all of the different parts that go into making the card so it's not just looking at the element and the number but it's about well what direction is the character looking in how many people are in the in the position are they joyful are they not is there challenge are they standing up straight are they bending down you know there's like so many cool little things that you look at you know, when you're exploring these cards, it's just it's so easy to see how it'd be overwhelming to try to remember everything. Uh, yeah. And so I can understand that, you know, building your own story and creating your own meaning is really, it's paramount in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that tarot story is how I learned to, to master the tarot. Um, I've been reading, like I said, for years, I've been playing with the cards for many, many years, but I never really mastered it. 
um, there was always cards that threw me, like, I don't know what that one means, you know, and I would still have to find myself looking up books until I you know, got that deeper connection with my own life um, and how each card symbolised something in my life. So then it just became so much easier to read the tarot. It just yeah. became um, because I'm reading generally what happens if something happened in my life and those feelings that happened in my life, you know, good chance it's, it's going on in your life, yeah. you know, because um, we all don't have um, very rare feelings. Feelings are very, you know, yeah. <laughs> very similar, you know. Yeah. So if, if it, something was uh, triggered me, um, it's generally someone else has been triggered by that too. So um, Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so just um, reading Tom and Karen's story will trigger some event in your own life that's similar. Not that yes. it doesn't have to be the same, but it'll be, trigger something that. Right. And then when you write that out and put that and write your own story, that's you've you've got that connection with that card now. I yeah. love that. That's so good. So using their story as a trigger. So do you kind of kind of encourage people when they're reading it to you know read read maybe that card, read the section of Tom and Karen's story and then say to yourself, okay, well, what's a time in my life that this was similar and almost keep, would you yep. say in a way you could keep a journal while you're going and use it a lot like a workbook? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I highly recommend having a, writing your own tarot story along with Tom and Karen's Along story. with it. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I yeah. love so as that. You read, just say the story of the ones, just say you just read the story of the ones. Then you, you get the idea of the story, what happened in the ones. You know, yeah. they started their business and how they were feeling at each stage for each card. Yeah, when, when they the overworked. Lots of decisions, you know. <laughs> but three, they were already started, and, and but they weren't sure where it was going to go. But four, look, it looked like it was going to be a great success and there was everyone was stable, everyone was happy, it was time to celebrate, Yeah, you know. And then five, oh, shit, big shakedown. Yeah. Competition set in, you know, six. Yeah. And, and, you, and you think there's a bit of change has to happen and, you know, and it's it, – Something in your life like that has happened, you know. You you fix yeah everything was running so great, and then damn it, that happened, you know. But then we got our feet back on the ground again, and we were yes. smooth sailing. And then we took a vacation. And yeah, it was we took a vacation, it. but then all of a sudden we're feeling really bogged down. We're really yeah. hours. We're not looking after our self care, and you yeah. know we're starting to really suffer. And you know now we're thinking, oh my god, I don't know if I can be doing this, you know, because you've all had times in your life where you started something. And you just thought, oh my God, the workload is way more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, like, should yeah. I keep going with this? You know, what do I keep doing? And you get to that, you know, bridge, you know. So if you write your own story, when you see that card, it's going to remind you of that that time in your life. Like, yeah, yeah. I love that a yeah. lot. That's so yeah. good. So and would you say that the minor arcana is more of the day to day and the major arcana are more significant? events or how, yeah. that's how you would describe it okay no, I, I see the minor arcana are your day-to-day -day. what you do every day how what, you know what you think what you feel what you have where you go what, what's happening yeah it's what's going on and then the major is the overall vibe sort of that's a word vibe it's the overall essence of how it turned out mm. and how it's going to be it's the big picture it's um, it's not a doing card. You're not doing anything. You're not feeling anything. You're not. It's the overall essence of the whole situation, sort of thing. And that's when I look at Tom to go back and reflect. Then with the major, he's not doing anything. He's reflecting back yes. on the minor events yes. that went on in his life, but putting that um, that uh, the answer to it over the over it. 
You know, it's like mm. the big, big answer to it. This is what happened, but the major is giving you the whole essence of it, you know, the whole vibe of that. Right. You know, you know like, for example, I was a fool. I took a new risk. I tried something different. I, you know, yeah. went out there. And so you would kind of put that energy on top of maybe the new business, for example. Yeah. yeah. So that the major sort of emphasizes that stage like you know that it's a doing card like you're going to do yeah. this but it also brings up all the that whole feeling of doing it you know that whole feeling of breaking out in something new yeah. stepping up and doing something new everyone's looking at you like you're an idiot you know what are yeah. you doing you can hell but you're you don't care you're you can see the big picture yeah you know, you're, you're the fool in this yeah so you're not exactly doing something but you're feeling it you know you're feeling that essence of it you know, and so when you move on to the magician, it's you've moved. I sort of like to like to tell the story when I tell the story of the majors in the point of the story of the fool. You know, the fool being Tom. Yeah. You know, Tom's a fool. And yeah. he's now looking back at the essence of each card to tell him what that what happened in his day-to-day life, the whole minor story. Tom's reflecting back on his whole minor story and the majors concrete in it for him. You know, it's um Saying, yeah, this is what this is the this is what was going on. This is yeah. the energy around that. Yeah. Do you think that the the major arcana, would you kind of explain that it's it's almost, you know, f- phases or rites of passage that people have to go through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's the big picture. It's not yeah. a, a minor thing, it's the major. So just those simple words, minor and major tell you mm-hmm. a, a lot you know the minor card is just your basics you know but when you've got a, a lot of majors in it in a read you can see that this is something you know it's got a lot of emphasis on it you know well, there's a lot of feeling in here you know yeah there's a lot of a, a lot of going on you know so and yeah, it tells you the overall big picture of it all you know? yeah so, yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, so I was told a little while ago, I was tell, talking about tarot and um, I was talking to someone who's a tarot expert and they were saying that they actually look at the major arcana at, and they have significant years that they're in. So for example, they told me that last year, based on my age and where I was born and stuff, I was in a death year and now I'm in a temperance year. Do you use no, do you I've look at that this. for yourself? Have you ever heard of no. people using it? I have that heard way? that, but no, no, I've never used that. Yeah. No. Do you think that, you know, in your experience that, you know, you don't have a theme per year, you have kind of themes that are just happening depending on the cycle that you're in or the different phases that you're going in or do you, you yeah, know, have no. any thoughts? Did, did, did you not gravitate towards that for a particular reason or just not for you? No, I just sort of read when when I've been a fire sign, I want the answers, and I expect the answers I'm going to get are not going to be like a year away, six months away. I'm a very one person. I'm a very direct person. So when I ask the cards, I don't I don't want the big pitch. I want the what's happening now, what's going on, how's this going to work out, is this worth doing? You know, am I in the right path? You know, should I? You know, what obstacles are going to, am I going to face, and am I prepared to face them? You know. Right. And, um, and so, also who wants to be locked into that one type of major oh, account for the whole year? Actually, while you're talking, I'm like, I don't know if I want that. 
Yeah, I suppose it's um. Yeah, I've, no, I've never. I've, I've heard. I've heard of it. There's so many different ways people have read the tarot, and that's yeah, why. So cool. It is so personal, and it's not wrong. There's no wrong. There's no yeah. right or wrong way. Yeah. You know, um, there's no um, look, and everybody has summer, autumn, winter, spring. You know, this is going to happen in the summer. This is going to be winter, exactly spring. The everybody has different. Um, there's so many different stories about how the tarot story is. Yeah. But there only there's only one tarot story, and it's your tarot story mm-hmm. because you're the reader. Yeah, I love that because you know one of the things that I I like to work when I'm working with you know clients or doing readings and stuff. I always like to reinforce to the person that you know you might be in a different season than somebody else. So that's why it's such a personal journey, isn't it? That we're all on. You might be mm. in a completely different phase of your life than me. So it's not a comparison. It's just looking at you know, our lives in different ways. And, you know, the tarot can give you that sort of that window, you know, into, into what's going on. How important is it in your experience to identify who you are in the tarot and also who the people around you are? The court cards can be very tricky for people when they first starting out, because we're all told that the court cards are personality cards. And generally they are, because they do follow the suit that they belong to. So if you get a queen of wands the same, you can just imagine that she's she's outgoing, she's outdoory, she's she's a doer, she's a goer. Then if you right. get the queen of um, swords, for instance, you know she's the one that thinks about it. She's the one that plans it all. She's the one that's putting pen to paper and saying, right, we're going to go here, then we're going to go there, and then we're going to finish off here. She's the one that's got a structure. She's the one that's got a, you know, she's the one that, um, she's, t- Generally, I always say there's no bullshit with the Queen of Swords. So she's the one that just says it how it is, does it like it is. Yeah. The one's just off. You know, she's just doing it, you know. And the cups is the, the soft one amongst them all. They're the ones that have got the big heart. You know, so you can see how the element of the suit is in the person of the, of the, of the people cards. So, but also the, 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 um, the court cards are are a progression in hierarchy. So in a situation, this is how I always look at the court cards too, if it's not about a person. And generally you can say you are the fool, so you can see yourself in the fool's journey. You um, you are in the, um, the court cards as well. You don't necessarily have to be male or female to be the, to, to be a um, uh, page or a um, knight. Right. Right. Your knight energy does not have to be masculine. It can be feminine, but that energy of that night, of that, you know, that action, that going and sit, you know, is yes, full steam can, ahead. Here we go. Can still be a feminine, can still be a female. Yeah. So this is where um, you can't say, well, there's a young boy in your life, you know, because you've seen it, you've seen a night. So this is where you let your intuition right. guide you. So you, you know, you instantly you see a night and you think, well, nights represent, you know, that teenage years and that. That area, but they also represent that action. So this is what confuses people. So I think it's an intuition that you just go with what your gut's telling you. If your gut's saying to you, it's got yeah. nothing to do with a young boy. That's got to do with it's your good. energy at the moment. Um, trust it. Trust yeah. it. Trust it instantly. Um, so it. Um, so that there's no masculine, and feminine at all within the cards. And and, but I will say sometimes when I see a. Um, a queen or something, I can see that that energy of that feminine quality is around you. You know, I would say that you have got a somebody 
has got that element of, say, the Queen of Cups around you. You know, she's caring, she's supporting, she's helping you, you know. So it's it's just a matter of intuition, I think. It's just saying um, where you find those court cards come into it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, you know, for example, someone told me, oh, you're a queen of swords and I identify with that, but then I definitely have softer elements as well. I wouldn't be totally the one thing. So do you think that, you know, for yourself, did, do you put yourself into a court or into yeah, a I court also card? Yeah, I queen of wands. Queen yeah. of wands because I can relate with the queen of wands. I can, can relate, you know, she's not the, the, just the, the goer, the doer. I'm a wand, I'm a fire sign, I'm just a, I'm someone that can get in there and do it. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm a fire, I'm a, I'm a wand. So I'm the queen of yeah. wands. I can, I can really relate with that. But yeah. also, I am straight to the point. I'm a straight shooter. I, I can see my elements of the queen of swords in me. Yeah. I've got a big, I'm very compassionate. I'm very caring. So I can see the, the elements of the queen of cups in me. Yeah. You know, so we've all got those different um, elements. It's just like, like when we do our aura, we've got our different colors. We've all got a little bit of a blend of, even though we are one distinct color, we we have got blends of different elements within us, you know. But one one's stronger than the others. And know? also, would you say that you know it could be depending on the role that you're in? Because if I'm sitting here and I'm doing a business training or I'm doing something like that, I might be tapping in a little bit more to my Queen of Swords energy. Whereas I'm also a fire sign. So mm -hmm. I take a lot of action, you know, as an Aries, we're like in there doing stuff. So would you say that, you know, or if I'm doing a mediumship reading, I might be tapping in more to maybe my cups sort of side. So do you think that, you know, we can also play these roles kind of like the minor arcana where we go through, you know, the different situations in our life. We also show up and we're becoming, you know, we're yeah. so many, we're so, we have so many different facets yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, you you do you you know yourself in different situations you will behave in different ways that you yeah. don't normally wouldn't behave that way, but in different situations it brings out a different side of you you know so you can um, you know adjust to that situation that you're in. Um, yeah, yeah. So we still have our core and who we are, um, and you won't change that. You you'll never change that person that you are. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, but we've all got these other little blends that we've learned over life. And I think that's life experience that's taught us to be, and that's why you can't put an old head on young shoulders, you know, because just age, you're naturally going to be a lot wiser because yes. you've experienced a lot more things and you've come through a lot more things. And you can look back now and go, oh, I only knew that back then. Yeah. You know, I only knew that. I would have acted like this. I would have behaved on that. Yeah. I would, that wouldn't have worried me so much. Yeah. But you, you know, it's all experience, and this is all our lessons. Like we're we're all here for lessons, and 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 every experience is a lesson. So mm -hmm. I think um, when we all get challenges, you you know think about what what is the lesson in this. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. How is life working for me, not against me? You know, where have you used tarot in your life to to kind of fast track mm -hmm. you, let's say, help you, you know, circumnavigate things or avoid other things. Yeah, well, I use tarot like most days. I pull a card or three cards. And so any situation that I'm in, I will consult the tarot. And the tarot will give me an idea that just say I want to, I want to, um, like at the moment, I was thinking about doing this course, just say a course. Yeah. And then I've asked the tarot and I've just got all, you know, it's not for me. It's just not for me. It's just the wrong timing. It's not, I've got so much on my plate. I've got the 10 of wands happening. You know, and I, and I really at the moment do feel bogged down with, with what I've got on my plate. 
But here I am, Fina Wands, thinking about something else. <laughs> Just like adding another thing to my plate. And but no, but what I've learned over years trust that the tarot is telling me, hey, you've already got enough. You're already doing enough. Hey, this may be great and it may be, but at the moment, it's not for me. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. And so, right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And so I appreciate that advice. And yeah. so I, I've, I've, even though I know this career and this, this course that I want to do will benefit me, it will benefit me. But at the moment, my focus is what I've already got going on. So yeah. the tarot is not lying to me. It's telling me, hey, course may be good, but it's not, this is not a good time for it. You know? Um, yeah. You know. I have to ask you though. So, you know, I, do you find, okay, I guess my question is really around, you know, you being able to discern your own, inf- your own intuition. So, you know, if you're somewhere and you have to make a decision and you don't have your tarot, you know, can you make a decision without the tarot? And also, do you find that the tarot allows you to kind of, you know, we talked earlier about you becoming the observer, so not being so invested. So are you able to make decisions without consulting the tarot? Because I often make a lot of decisions, well, almost all my decisions without consulting mm-hmm. my Oracle decks. Uh, yeah. So, How do you kind of find the balance between that, I suppose? Well, the same as you, Lauren, we're very psychic ourselves. I've got a high intuition. So yeah. I think it's just a matter of trusting that if you feel that this is something that you should go for and it's overriding anything. Um, and, and being a one person too, I'm very, I make decisions quickly. I don't have time to think about, just let me sit and think for this for a bit because uh, then I can decipher it's going to be a yes or no. I do make split decisions. So generally that's just a gut. If my gut says, yeah, just do it because I think it's going to be right, yeah. I would just do it. But if I get the time to sit and think about it, generally, if I've made the decision, yes, it's 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 no hands down, it's the right decision. Yeah. I'm having to think about it and come back and consult my cards. There is a black and white. There is a grey area there. Right. It could go either way. I could go either way. But generally, if I make a decision, it's a yes. It's generally it's a yes. Yeah. If I, I like make a decision, that. It's a no. It's a no. But if I sort of think, you know, I'm thinking about this. Let me get some perspective yeah. here. And then, but if I if I think about it a lot, then I think, well, the, that's the universe telling me that the, leading me there, you know. Right. But once I've asked the cards, once I've thought about it, and I think, well, I've looked at the positive, the negatives of have doing this or whatever, having this, and I still haven't come to a decision. Well, that's my answer, you know. Just it's not now. It's just it might be right, but it's just not now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I understand because I'm a fire sign too. I think we get each other in that way as well. And, you know, it's like when you know something to be truth, you just know, you don't have to question it, but mm. you're right. Sometimes you get in the position where you go, well, maybe I need more information or maybe, you know, this person, I told them something and now, now their opinions all of a sudden muddling me, or I haven't been doing yeah. my cord cutting or my cleansing enough. And now I'm bogged down by like 25 opinions and I've got to get a little bit of perspective. So yeah, yeah, I can see that you wouldn't use it for everything all of the time. You know, if you're in the middle of having to make a decision and your cards, no, yeah, I'm helpful. just running to the bathroom. I've got to consult my tarot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you know, generally, my travel tires. I generally have did my cards most morning, so ask me how my cards. And if I have got something that I've been thinking about, 
I will ask my cards. But um, but if I'm out and as I get put in a situation where I need to make that decision, whether we're going to do it now or we're going to get it now or we're going to do it now, I'll just my intuition will kick in and go, yep, this yeah. feels good. Yeah, this and that's what the tarot is. No, I'm just thinking, nah, this is not for me, you know? like Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, and your tarot is your intuition showing up for you in another way. But, you know, I think we have to go back to what we were talking about earlier, which is it allows you to get out of your own head and look at it in a way where you're not so emotionally invested in wanting a specific outcome, mm-hmm. where you can look at it and go, oh, I can get a clear, a clearer picture of what's happening here when I almost use this tool, I can kind of separate from my own desire or my own, yeah, yeah. yeah wish it's around it. It's good confirmation too, if you've made that decision. Um, yeah. So I've made that decision and then you consult the tarot and it, it, it will give you the advice of like, yeah, this is what, what you may need to know more about it or you know, looking more into it or yes. you know, you've got some challenges coming up with this, you know, so you think you're prepared for it then. You know, so you've made the decision and you feel like it's the right decision, but there's still going to be, it's not going to be 100% smooth sailing. And the tarot will show you that. And yes. so you're prepared for it. So when shit hits the fan, you're not going, oh, the tarot said this was a really good thing. You know, like <laughs> they have warned you that it's going to be, there's going to be a few hiccups, you know, and you think, yeah, well, this is it, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I, now I can deal with it you know yeah yeah so. so can can the tarot give you advice on on anything 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 that you anything you're wanting to know if you, but then again I always make sure people are very clear on their energy when they ask the cards right don't don't, don't go no I want this answer I want this answer I'm yes <laughs> yeah be, you have to be yeah remove the outcome you do not want to be connected to the outcome I want this guy I he's going to marry me he's going to marry me I'm going to marry this man so you're already invested in the answer you're already too invested so you shouldn't even ask that question ask that you know see you know that's because you're too invested in it this is when you're doing it for yourself you know so you you just weigh investors so you, you need to remove yourself from the outcome because you, you're putting you know yourself when you're picking your cards your energy is what's picking the cards the cards are just pieces of paper. They're just cardboard with messages on them, pretty pictures. It's it's your energy that's going to select your card. So you want your energy to be neutral as possible. So you want to release yourself of the outcome, whatever the outcome is. How is this going to turn out for me? You know, just good or bad, good or bad. Yeah, and I, I like that you do your card a lot of the time out of meditation because, you know, when we meditate, we kind of get to reset. We're connected to our higher self. We we're a little bit more relaxed. I find, I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing my experience. I am who I truly am after meditation, basically, you know, without, you know, the, the whole day getting ahead of me. So I like the idea of, you know, that you were talking about doing your meditation and then Playing a couple of cards because it seems to me almost that you're on neutral playing ground at that level. Yeah, that's why because I try to come at the cards with my. I'm going to ask the cards a question. I'm going to ask the cards: Is this? Should I? You know, should I go in this direction? Yeah. And even though I am invested in the outcome of it, I am invested because I want it to be successful. I yes. want to make sure that I'm making the right decisions. But I'm happy to say for the carrier to say to me, "No, you know, it's not for you." I'm happy for them to tell me that. Because I don't want to invest time, money, energy into something that's only going to fizzle out because the terror told me you know, this is not for me. But being a ones person, I'm getting it anyway, you know. So, so 
it grounds me. I think meditation grounds me enough to ask honest answers. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I just I try to tell people don't come home from work after you've had a big day, a stressful day. You've gone for a job interview in the morning, and then you've gone to work. You've come home and you've had to feed the kids, and your hubby is on you, and you then go. Oh, I wonder how I went to that job interview today, and then you go and try and pull the cards, yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why you're getting this confused answer. It's because you're, you're asking a card a question about your job interview when all your energy all is these other things. Yeah, just all over the job. Yeah, you're angry at your husband. You, your kids are annoying you. You just you had a big hectic day, and then you're wanting to ask a, a question, and you're getting this answer. You think, well, that doesn't answer the question, you know? Like, and that's where people get confused with the tarot. That's when yes. people think, I can't learn the tarot. I don't understand it. It's only because they're not coming at the cards of a clear, neutral energy. Yeah, and they're not looking at what the card is saying. They're coming in with the preconceived, well, this is the answer that I wanted, but they're not noticing the small little intricacies around it. Yeah. And that's what I really loved about how you're explaining that in your book. You were saying, look at the image here. Uh, that actually, even when I say that to you, I can feel that my heart is so exciting. You know, you're like, look at the visual re representation of this card and you're pointing out different things to notice that you might not be noticing if you're just kind of looking at them wanting a specific outcome. Your little story there just reminded me of um, the other day. I was like, I think it was just a lot in my head, you know, Queen of Swords energy and all that. And I, I was like coming in and I went, okay, I got it. I need a card. Like I need a support from spirit, you know, give me a good message. Right. So I'm like shuffling, shuffling. And I did a, I did the um, Doreen Virtues um, Magical Unicorn deck and I pulled a card from that and it was basically like drink more water I went what this isn't you know the guidance that I wanted and then you know later on I I was talking to someone and they said no water is good like it clears your energy like clearly to clear some stuff so it was just sort of funny I just I was thinking about what you were talking about how you're all afraid and you're like want want some great, great validation from source and they're like drink some water so it was just funny but that, that is probably one of the most important things I learned on my tarot journey was have clear energy when I pull a card. Yeah. That was probably the biggest aha moment of all my years of learning tarot because you know when I want to answer something, I've already got an expectation in the answer. I want the cards to tell me it's going to be good. I'm vested so much into the answer and then yeah. I get a confusing answer and I think, well, that didn't answer me. And then and then you think, oh, tarot is a waste of time doesn't it's work too, it's too yeah. much but um when you do that take that time to just send yourself breathe ground and then come at it like you know just let me know how it's going to be you know you know what do you expect from this you know what, yeah. what should i expect from this you know good or bad just give it to me show me how it is you know and then yeah you've um you you're opening yourself up with getting a clear answer and yeah, then and trusting that answer and trusting what you read what you see not what Oh, what does that mean? You know, because instantly the card, as soon as you look at a card, you can virtually get yeah. an idea whether it's a good card or it's like a cautious card or it's a, you know, so you sort of get, oh, okay. And then if you don't understand the meaning, you, then you can go, well, I've got my cards now. I might learn a bit more about what that's meaning, what I yeah. think it means, and then, then go and what what, add more to it. And then you'd be just your validation. Yeah, I got that right. That's what it means. And that's what it means for me. Yeah, I love that a lot. And also it's it's empowering, isn't, isn't it? I mean, where I used to read it and look at it and go, it's the end of the world. I mean, this is obviously when I'm a teenager, you know, and everything's the end of the world when you're a teenager. You know, 
it was totally not the right way of looking at it because I was, I actually could have looked at it in a way where I went, Oh, wait a minute. I have free will. I can change that outcome or I can not engage with that situation, or I can take this other route over here. And, you know, that's kind of the cool thing about it as well, is that it's giving you that window into what could be if you continue where you are. Would you say that that's quite accurate? Yep. And that's why um, coming at the cards of a clear energy and then not asking the same question 10 times, you know, because you've got your answer. <laughs> we've yeah, all been there. That's oh, I love that answer. Give me another one. <laughs> you know, so we've all been there. And you, I, I myself, I've got to, you know, I've, I want you, you constantly come back at the, this is going to be a success. This is going to be a success, you know, you know, and you're getting the same cards or you're getting the same and you're thinking, you want you always want you looking for more, you know, but you should be just clear. This is the this is what I've been given, you know, and and work on more what you've been given instead of asking the same question again, hoping for a different outcome. Mm-hmm. But you can't if your energy is different and you come in a different way, you know. So yeah. after you've been doing it for a while, you can say, well, I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Where is it going to go now? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Or give yeah. me some information that I can use to to take with me or change or, yeah. you know, how yeah. to help me, help me, you know, deal with this. Yeah. What do I need way. to learn from this? What, yeah, what, learn from what, what, where can I go from this? Yeah. What direction do I need to go? What more do I need to know? What yeah. more do I need to learn? You know? And then if you get patient, you get these little cards that you think, okay, yeah, I need to, you know, or change or, you know, finances is hard at the time. You need to, you know, balance your finances a bit more to see yes, how it's going cut to costs or yeah. look at different you can, revenues. It's giving you advice yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so love that. It's like a that friend. second thing is also not only coming at your cards with a clear, clear energy, it, wording your question, um, wording your question. So mm. you, you're giving it to not a black or white. It's not a yes or no answer. I don't want a yes or no answer. I want to know, you know, um, that, the, the, all about it you know you don't want to say is this going to be good you, you want a yes or no you sort of say right um, tell me a little bit more about this you yeah. know about this situation you know what do I need to know about this situation instead of saying is he going to marry me you know what is my what can you tell me about my relationship with so-and-so mm. you know? yeah because, because life isn't black he and may white be going to marry you he, he may be going to marry you you might get a yes card he is going to marry you if you ask you know, can you tell me more about my relationship? You're going to get more of a, yeah, you may marry him, but it's going to be shit, you know, like it's yeah. it's not going to work out well. You're exactly. going to get your yes. So you want the whole big picture. You don't want to just know the basic. You don't want a no. surface level. You want to get yeah. deep into it. To, and I think so word your questions well, word your questions so you get an overall um, vibe of the, the question, not just a basic black or white yes or no. Yeah, so that's so good. Clear on you what you're coming at the cards with. So no outcome. You're not con- you're not connected to the outcome at all, and phrase your questions right. Yeah, and and wonderful. then if you do spreads, you do a spread for a reason. So generally, you get I first of all look at a spread. I get the overall picture. If there's a lot of majors, I look at there's a lot of um, wands or a lot of cups or swords. So I get an overall. This is about your relationship. This is about your finances. I get an overall picture of what you're asking about then I always think about what was the question that you asked about so then whenever I come to every position so if I go in the past position so you ask this question but this is in a past card so then always remember the card you're reading is in the position that it's in 
So that helps too. So when you're right. answering that question, you're answering it from the position that the card's in. So you wouldn't give somebody the answer for the outcome from the past card, you know. So you've got yeah. to cipher your spreads and be very clear on your spread before you lay it. Don't move around, you know. I think when you're going to ask the cards something, be very clear on what you're asking right before you touch the cards. Even before yeah. you start shuffling, be very clear on what you're asking. Don't That's really good. Shuffling yeah. the cards, thinking about all this different stuff, got no idea of your question, and then, but you know in your gut that this is what you're asking about, and then follow your cards, and then you go, I don't understand, because it's not relating to your question. Your positions are all over the shop, and you, you can't read it. There's no, there's no reading there. You know, there's no story. But when you've got the story, you've got your question, you've got your past, your present, your future, your outcome, your trading challenges, your hopes and fears, your dreams or whatever, your environment, however you do your spreads, you've got your question and then you can see the whole story and you can tell the person the whole story. This is what's happened. This is where it's going to happen. This is what's going to challenge you, you know. So it makes it easy. Yeah, that's so good. I love your, you know, you have such a beauty when you talk about it as well. You can tell that you have such a passion and a connection to it. Your face just glows with the the possibility of what it shows. It's just yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's so, so wonderful. It's so much more simpler than my probably 30 years of study has done. Like, yeah. oh, I've tried to memorize the meanings. I, you know, it just so much try to put it where it's quite simple. Look at a card, look at positions at, what's your question? You know, um, and what do you think that means? You know, don't know what, what you read about it, what it means. What do you think that card means in that in that scenario and that's in that position? And then it becomes so much simple you know, yes. instead of trying to um, make it difficult. For, and, and and everybody starts to they'll say the biggest struggle is trying to memorize the seventy eight tarot cards. Yeah, you exactly. Know? But you don't have to, like you said, you just need to learn the relationship that the cards have with you in your own story. I have another free book that I have on um on my website, just um, Beginner's Guide to Reading Tarot, which is just a free, and it just tells you what tarot story doesn't. You know, it tells you how to to know about the elements, how to know about your number sequence, what you know about your symbols within a card. Um, it tells you how to do a spread, how to do a basic three-card reading, how to do the basic guilty cross reading. So it's, it's, a free, it's a free on my website, Pillars of Divinity, and it just tells you how to get started. And I, I emphasize that there is no right way and there is no wrong way. There is just your way. So don't try and get bogged down trying to memorize other people's meanings because they'll never stick, never. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Joe. I love talking you, to you. I want to congratulate you as well as putting together such a wonderful book. And, you know, this is a real test of love, like a labor of love, not a test of love. Maybe it's a test as well. <laughs> and, you know, just congratulations. There are so many people that, you know, they have on their bucket list to write a book and you actually did it. And the quality is so beautiful. I mean, and the book itself is in color, which is just like, a total, you know, beautiful surprise. I love all the different charts. It's just, it's so well done. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yes, I did. And I like, and like I said, there's so many different takeaways from it. You kind of have to go through it slowly because it's like, okay, I'm reading all this. How does it connect to me? You know, look at the visualize, look at the visual representation. It's so exciting. And it does, it creates that 
that excitement where you're opening up to this whole new world. I really feel like I have a totally different connection with tarot where I'm realizing that I need to just keep working with it because it can open up all of these, you know, maybe these 21 doors, let's say, but it can show me all of these different facets that, that you can't always get with an Oracle reading. Is there anything I didn't ask you, my sister, that you wanted to talk about? I'll put a link to all your connection, uh, to all your socials and all that sort of stuff in the show notes. We'll also link to your free book on your website. Where can people get 21 doors, a tarot story? And is there anything else that you wanted to sort of mention before we wrap here? Well, um, it's available on Amazon in the UK and the US, but it's also available on uh, my website, Pillars of Divinity. Um, where I will send it out within Australia. It's easier that way and it's cheaper that way because it's printed here in Australia. But if you're in the States, um, it's cheaper to do it through Amazon or the UK through Amazon. Um, it's um, I'm going to be doing some market stores and things later to get it out there more, so um, to promote it a lot more. Um, I just want to get it out there to let people know that tarot is easy, not to make it so much complicated for them, and how that how much it can help you in your life. Yes. How it can really open 21 doors for you. You know, it can open up all those doors, you know, and um, and make life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I without the woo-woo, without the woo-woo attached to it. And I don't want people to think that tarot and esoteric and all the all the different things are, are woo-woo. They're not. They're here to guide you and help you. Yes. So um, I'm reading tarot is, is, is a great. It's not scary. And it's, no. it's something that's going to really help you. And we've all got those questions that we think, geez, I wish I could ask somebody you know, yeah. to get that answer. And you, you can't ask your husband this and you can't ask your friends that you just want to know yourself. Yes. Um, and because the answers do have to come from yourself. So being able to read the tarot is um, having that own little best friend there that can give you that guidance that you need. I love that. That's so good. Well, thank you so much. I know that you're working on another book, which is all about auras and uh, working with the yeah and so we'll definitely have you on when that when that's ready because that's going to be hella exciting so thank you so much for being here and uh, I really loved our conversation today thank you so much Lauren I'll talk to you soon hi thanks so much for listening to the episode I hope you enjoyed it if you did please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends thank you new episodes every Thursday